Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. My name is Rick Lupert, and you've reached the... You've reached, you've listened, you've, you've tuned into the February 2020 edition of our monthly open reading, Poetry Superhighway Live. I'm so glad to have you listening. Um, it's an open reading, and you're invited to call in. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Of course, you can also click the uh, Direct Connect button on the page if you're listening right on the web page as well, um, and use your, your, uh, your computer microphone to get to me, as it were. Um, we're on for the next hour. It's an open reading. We have no content or style restrictions, and warmly invite you to call in and uh, and read a poem and tell us what's going on in your poetry world. A couple things going on in the world of poetry superhighway, I'd like to mention. Um, we are in the middle of our great poetry exchange project. You might be familiar with this. It's the 19th year that we've done it. Um, this is a project where basically you uh, pledge to send a book somewhere, and in exchange, you will get a book. It's really, it's that simple. Uh, Send a book, get a book. Feel me? So um, what that means is that you have a physical book of some kind that you've you've written. Maybe it's a perfectly bound book uh, by a publisher that you self-published. Maybe it's a chapbook that's stapled or something of that nature. Uh, We're pretty liberal on what it means to have a a book out there that you can participate in. You're going to go to our our sign-up form. You're going to put in all the info of the book, the title, the description, your name, a website if you have one, um, and uh, and click a few things that say that you agree to a few things. Um, the main one being that you agree that you're going to send this book to somewhere else in the world. Don't worry, we'll tell you who um, at the end of the uh, uh, collection period, as it were. And uh, then um, at the so this the deadline to do that is February 29th, a, a week from yesterday, Saturday, the 29th. Um, and then I'll send you this email, and it says, "Hey, send your book to." such and such a person, and instead of such and such a person, it'll be an actual name and address of somewhere, of someone somewhere else in the world. Could be could be someone around the corner from you, could be someone um, on the other side of the planet. Um, part of the deal is that you uh, agree, if you're participating, that, that you might have to pay more postage and send it outside of the country that you're in. All the details, explain this online, and you'll do that. You agree to send it out within two weeks. You agree to notify me that you sent it out. Um, otherwise, you'll get annoying follow-up e- emails from me, and and that's it. In exchange for doing that, you'll receive a book from a whole other participant. It's a great exchange of poetry books that happens every year. This is our 19th year doing it. So far, we have 71 poets signed up, 71 poets from different parts of the world who pledged to send their book to a randomly selected poet or, or other participant, as it were. So I hope you join in. Go to our website, poetrysuperhighway.com. Click on uh, the, the Great Poetry Exchange banner to get all the details and the form to fill out. Um, if you get lost on our website, you can find it under the Special Projects menu and uh, and sign up. You have, uh, you have until next Saturday to join in. Um, I think that's all the business um, I have to tell you at this point. So we're ready to get to our open reading. We've got a few callers on the line already. 
Uh, the number again for you to call in if you'd like to join in with a poem is 646-716-7362. Our first caller is from the 701 area code. Hello. Hello for you. This is Emily from Fargo. Emily from Fargo. Fantastic. How's yes. it going, Emily? It, it's going. It's it's definitely going. I have a new poem here that I'm ready to share. So it's uh, the it's melting, which is really nice. We've had a lot of snow this year, so it's melting. Well, I, I'm glad because I know I know a lot of uh, a lot of coldness and snow happens in that part of the country, and uh, and so I'm glad it's melting for you there. Yes, I I'm oh, and I just signed up to um, do the poetry exchange, so I'm going to be doing that too. Oh, cool! That's great. I'm so glad that you're doing that. The more, the merrier. Yes, people, definitely. People need books mailed to them from Fargo, North Dakota. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> well, Emily, let's hear your poem. Okay. I'll read poems by the pomegranate. If I could find grocery stores, magazines would not hide stuck behind the rent-a-vac counter. I would sell books of poems next to the wine, the seltzer, and the chocolate aisle. Sylvia Plath would manage the floral department, clipping tulip stems and filling birthday balloons while wearing a half-smile and a stoic gaze. Customers would pick their own apples from the produce orchard, Rilke looking on, shaking his head at each poor decision made by men choosing parsnips, not radishes, turnips, or yams. In the dollar aisle, instead of gum, one could buy poetry prompts. Out in the alcove, Emily Dickinson clutches her umbrella and clacks her fingernails on the windsill, waiting for a taxi. I wonder what Bukowski ponders as he stocks the paper goods in aisle nine. On the back of the receipt, instead of coupons for fabric softener and oil changes, a haiku. Lost in translation, between time and place, a spark blazing through. End poem. That's fantastic, Emily. I love the uh, I love all the anachronistic uh, 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 meetings that happened there. I, I love the idea of uh, Bukowski Thank working you. in a market and and uh, <laughs> infiltrating poetry in, into different places. That's very cool. Thank you. I actually I got the the inspiration for a tweet I saw from Kelly Agadon the other day and the way she wrote this tweet was so poetic to me. And I just, I, I had to email, I had to send her a text saying, I need to write this poem. I need to do this. Can I please have these lines? And she said, absolutely have at it. So that's, it's really, really cool that, that I was able to produce this. I'm, I'm really excited about this. And now I have a whole other um, host of ideas. I, I have like different poems in my mind now. This is hopefully going to turn into um, a collection. But I'm I'm really excited. This is really really fun to write this. Art begets art. That's that's so cool. Yes. I used to work at a, a summer camp and uh, I taught a poetry workshop. And what I would have the kids do. Um, uh, is, is first they would head off to different parts of the camp during our session and just kind of like station themselves watching the other activities and write poems about them. And then um, 
like secretly the last part of her session, they would go and tape up the poems in in weird places in camp, like in the shower, and and you know, just so that later on other kids would end up seeing you know these poems that they didn't expect to find. And I just yeah. remember like yeah. one 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 kid. Um, they reported back to me that in the shower the next day when they were all sharing, one kid who wasn't in the poetry group saw it and, and just kind of said out loud, "There's poetry in the shower," <laughs> <laughs> which. Worked for me on so many levels. Like, yes, yes, there yes. is. You know, so uh, that's that's that was your poem reminded me um, of that. So cool. Well, um, did ha, have have we talked before about how I've been to Fargo, North Dakota? Yes, we have. Yeah, you've been to Fargo. I think you said you've been to Grand Forks or Minot also. Or is that a not different? Grand? Not Grand Forks. It's a different. Uh, a different me. Before. A different you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I um I I have nothing but fond memories of going to Fargo. I I, I did a couple of readings there and um and, and and friends with people who 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 live there and I think I got a poem in the High Plains Reader once, which is a pretty good oh, achievement yes. for a Los Angeles poet to to yes. uh, to get a poem in the in the High Plains Reader in Fargo. So. I'm always excited yeah. to hear the words Fargo, North Dakota, come out of anyone's mouth. <laughs> it's it's an it's a it's a place, and uh, the arts are really starting to boom. The way the oil boom happened out west in western North Dakota, there's an artsy artsy boom happening in uh, in the east side. So it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Poems shooting out of the ground. Yes. Um. Very cool. Well, Emily, it's great to talk with you. Um, good luck with, uh, I hope that uh, your new project uh, uh, flourishes, and uh, I'll talk with you again. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on again. No problem. All right, take it easy. That was uh, Emily from Fargo, North Dakota, one of one of the one of the places that I think of um, with with a huge amount of fondness uh, uh, whenever whenever it comes to my mind. So that that was Emily. Thanks for calling in, Emily. Um, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Don't be shy. we got open lines, and um, and we're ready to we're ready to hear from you. At about the half-hour mark, I'm going to play a spoken word track from a poet from Belfast, Northern Ireland, Colin Dardis. So uh, look forward to that. That's coming up soon. We've got a couple other callers on the line that hopefully uh, we'll be able to get to before we get to that. Uh, spot, but uh, p- plenty of time for you to call in if you haven't already. 646 716 Our next caller is a blocked number. Hello. Good afternoon, Rick. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Hey, uh, it's uh, it's Alex from uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. How's it going? Very good, my friend. What's new? Gosh, not much. Just uh, it's just a it's a tired Sunday. I'd have to say is is, uh, and I'm not sure that's even new. Well, I was looking at going skating with my daughter this afternoon, but it got so warm here the last two three days, meaning upwards of almost forty degrees, that all the ice rinks were melting, so they closed them right now. Well, um, you should you should put on your jet ski shoes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, so Alex, what's what? Do you have a poem for us today? I do, and 
Um, the uh, the book launch that I had on the 15th, uh, which was a week ago, was a really great success. The convener at the local library uh, here in Sault Ste. Marie, she said that a, a good turnout for ones with, that they have, they would consider a success at four or five people, but we had like 20-some people. It, it packed the whole area in that area, so... Um, it was absolutely phenomenal. And I've got another article being done on the book coming out on, um, it's called suetoday.com. It'll be coming out in the next uh, day or two, and I'll be sending you that link. And I now have a second book published, which is non-poetry, but, uh, but actually it's a children's adventure book based on energy and intuition and uh, following your your um, your purpose in life. That's fantastic. And Congratulations today, on uh, yeah, all the success. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. It's already listed on Amazon.com. It'll be for sale March the 2nd, and it's called The Chosen One. And I think I've sent you that link already on that, Rick. Yeah, you did. Um, so cool. Fantastic. Very cool. So... Um, the poem that I have today, it's called Shades Evolved, and it goes like this. I came around a tree, the long way version. I was undaunted, met myself face to face. It was not once, but night after night, in dream after dream, discovering my true persona. Under all conditions, calm before a storm, a raging torrent, an unrelenting current. Finding an identity, one I could recognize, just believe in who I would relate to. Mornings came early. Through all the routines, I became familiar with my different facets. Angles of, free, of appreciation, seamlessly merging, transcending within, absorbing, complementing shapes. So that comes sunrise I was shades evolved from the preceding dusk to emerge from this cocoon as light touches my eyes, glitters are apparent, endowed from the skies by shooting stars' particles, showers of fragments silently embedded, while in peaceful slumber, silver slivers, which in them contain pieces of prisms, when whose linkages connect, form a symmetrical synergy. End of poem. Great, Alex. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Very welcome, Rick. Um, they're going to be doing, because I've read for the last 15 years, at least over on the American side of the river as well, in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, at Bayless Library, on uh, Tuesday evening, March 24th, from 7 to 9 p.m., they've requested to do a book launch for my first book, Vincelles, as well. So I'm really overwhelmed by that and their kindness and generosity and putting the event together and all that. So uh, things are moving, my friend. That's great. Well, uh, you know, the, getting that kind of uh, recognition and uh, and success is what we all uh strive for and um I hope that uh, sharing that with with our listeners uh, provides some uh, encouragement uh 
for them as well. I know this is a, a recent development for you, just in the last few months this year. So and you've been at it for 15 years. So anyone who's listening who uh, is still still trying to get it going, um, it is possible. So, um, well, I so, mean, I've been I've been reading at that library for 15 years, but Rick, I've been writing for 40 years. Wow. So I mean, it, it, it's light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing that you never give up hope. You always continue through all all the rejections and everything like that. You continue to believe in yourself and perseverance. In the end, it it may take time, but you will you will see the light at the end of that tunnel. That's great. Those are uh, encouraging words for everyone to hear. Um, Alex, thank you so much for uh, for uh, for calling in and being a regular on our show and part of our community and, and continued success to you. Thank you for all the time and patience and all the opportunities you've given me to read on your program, Rick. Like I always say, you're one hell of a guy. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and, uh, and someday and I do want to shake your hand. I will. Uh, I will send it to you. And, and Rick, I will be in California. I'll be in San Diego at the end of May. So I don't know if we can hook up for a coffee or something by me coming up to L.A., but um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, keep me, keep me in the loop, um, and we'll see well, what happens. Sounds good, my friend. You have a great day. You too. That was uh, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, just across the border from Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, northern part of the United States, um, or southern part of Canada, if you will. And he's got two new books out, one called The Chosen One, one called Vincelles. Uh, posted links to both of those as comments to this post's um, uh, advertisement in the Poetry Superhighway Facebook group. So check that out there. This is a good place for you to comment as well on, on what you're hearing on the show. Um, and uh, and there you go. So thanks so much, Alex, for being a regular on our show and more more success to you. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, um, the number for you to call in if you'd like to, and I hope you'd like to, is 646-716-7362. Um, call in and, and let us know what you've got. Um, our next caller is from the 215 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. It's good to talk to you again. Hello. How's it I going? I didn't get to the show for a few months, but here I am. Remind us, uh, so, remind us. Uh, uh, before I, I, I get to the poem, uh, my book, No Kaddish Poems in the Void, is being published right now. It had a long pregnancy, but it, at last it's born. Congratulations. It's connecting uh, for... with books that you've written. <laughs> well, about um, that's wrestling, great. you know? Yeah, it's beyond wrestling, I think. It's uh, it's uh, so it's, that's uh, it's one a... piece of news. And uh, the the poem that I'm going to read is has been in the works for I think many months. I've always been fascinated with James Joyce, the Dead. So it opened the door for a whole new manuscript that I hope to publish in the future, which is called Crossing Tunnels, Death Poems. And uh, at the very end of the story, The Dead, there's a scene that I can't get out of my mind. I'm kind of obsessed. 
So this is the poem that is inspired by James Joyce. Okay, let's hear it. Out of the Woods, inspired by James Joyce. Soft fog covers the narrow road, crosses wooden bridge, crawls into the church's yard. Frosty wind tears through the graveyard, raises heavy silver-black flakes. Tombstones split open, swords cling to the fences' spikes, covered with growing snowflakes. Dense eyes, hugs, bells, wraps the pastor's tiny house. Cemetery. The wooden bridge and the woods. Nice, uh, great poem. For those it's of us a short who, poem. it took me a long time uh, to write it. You know, when sometimes you're seeking for words and they're not there, so I had to wait until it comes together. Yes, indeed. Um, do you have a website or anything that people can check out if they want to find more more from you? Yes, the website is hanofguy-kanel.com Dash carnel? Kanel, a- K-A-N-E-R. K-A-N-E-R. Hanofguy, H-A-N-O-C-H. Guy-G-Y-Kanner.com. It's not updated. I have to work on it. Uh, The new books are not not there. uh, I'm sending the book to the book exchange, too. Good, good, good. Uh, Just just as a reminder for for me and our listeners, you're calling from uh, Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. Is that right? Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. Okay. Cool. Well, um, sounds like you have a, a lot going on, Hanoch, and it's it's good to hear your voice again. I'm glad you called back in. Um, I posted a link to your website in the in the Facebook group uh, uh, under the post uh, promoting this this event, and um, and I hope that uh, I hope your new collections that you're talking about uh, 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 the one that's being published. I hope it does really well, and I hope that uh, you get the other project off the ground as well. Right. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work. I hope Thank we you, talk Hanoch. again next month. Okay, sounds good, Hanoch. Thank you. That Take was a Hanoch, Hanoch guy, uh, a repeat uh, caller here, and a, and a frequent participator in, in Poetry Superhighway uh, projects. He's calling from Elkin Park, Pennsylvania. You can you can check out his website, as he mentioned, at hanochguy-connor.com, H-A-N-O-C-H-G-U-Y. Dash k a n e r dot com, or just click on that link right in the uh, right where I posted it, uh, as I mentioned. So uh, thanks so much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, six four six seven one six seven three six two. I think you can squeeze one more call in before we get to the spoken word track, and then we'll get to the rest of you after that. But still got plenty of time to get plenty of people on the air, so don't hesitate to call if you haven't already. Our next caller is from the five seven three area code. Hi. Hey, Rick. Hi. How's it going? Who's this? Good. This is Randall Bird from uh, Southeast Missouri. Hey, Randall. 
Welcome back. How's it going? Thanks. Going well. It's going well. Um, southeast Missouri. What what town are you in? If you're if you're comfortable, uh, uh, a little you from? little south, little south Farmington. You know where Ironton is? Um, I've heard of Farmington. I don't know where Ironton is. Um, I've, I've I've been to St. Louis and Kansas City. That's that's the best I can tell. Yeah, I'm, I'm about an hour and a half south of of uh, St. Louis. Sorry. Gotcha. On the eastern side of Missouri. So. So the poem I've got for you today is called uh, The Edge of Memory. His laughter still infects across the years. Long absent since the days he was around. The video conserves the chair's sound, distorted by effects of time and tears. He occupies the edge of memory. His ghost still haunts me when I least expect. Yet when I pause and try to recollect, he hides in haze devoid, devoid of clarity. So different than the person in my mind, the one who now appears upon the screen, objectively preserved but seldom seen, is more authentic and far less refined. I cannot trust my head to hold what's dear. My heart and time are sure to interfere. There was a bird sound right when you finished uh, reading that poem. Was that was that intentional? No, it's a cat. <laughs> oh, it was it's a cat. cat. Okay, it's, it's trying to join in here. No, no offense to the bird I, or the cat communities. <laughs> um, what's your cat's name? Um, my daughter calls it Chicken Nugget, but I decided to name it Pretty Kitty. So I call it is Pretty it, Kitty. Is, is it a new kitten? It was a stray that my daughter picked up. She uh, saw it across the street, and then she saw it. She saw it again later on, and was able to, with the help of some animal rescuers, was able to catch it and bring it home. And we were able, took it in the vet and adopted it, and so now it's our cat. She, uh, that yeah, she lured it in by feeding it. I'm sorry, she lured it in by feeding it chicken nuggets, which is why she decided to name it Chicken Nugget. But got it. Yeah, that's that's essentially the story of every cat in my house as well. Used to live outside, now it lives inside. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um lured in by food, um given a name, uh trapped inside a house forever. Um so uh there you go. Um well I enjoyed the poem, um and especially the cat edition as well. Um so thanks for sharing it, Randall. Um do you do you have any anything going on in, in your neck of the woods poetry wise you want to share with us? Well, I uh, still got my um, poetry magazine, Sparks of Calliope, at WordPress.com, and we're we're going strong. We've been around almost a year now. Uh, we're still taking submissions, so if anybody would like to uh, submit that, I've got a book coming out uh, this summer called uh, Memoirs of a Witness Tree from Kelsey Books. So uh, that'll be out here sometime this summer. So that's great. So plenty going on in in your neck of the woods, and congratulations on the. Almost year or just past year anniversary of Sparks of Calliope? Yeah, it's almost almost a year. We'll be it'll be a year here coming up in the summer here. So that's cool. Do you have any? I, I just posted a link to it in the in the Facebook uh, uh, post. Do you? Is there any anything um, specific about that in terms of like what you're looking for 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 submissions? Well. Um, yeah. Not to sound cliche, but I mean, I take a look at what we've already printed, and kind of give you an idea. But we take uh, we take rhymed and we take free verse, we take uh, reprints, and we do originals. We do mostly mostly original poetry, but I've I've published a, re- a reprint now and then. Um, so it's 
it's been going along since last, I think, June, no, July. July 1st was our first, uh, you know, our beginning. It was July 1st of last year. So, so it's been going Good. on for several you, months now. And we're... Do you have a regular publication schedule? Is it monthly or is it, or is it just since it's a WordPress thing, you just post a new thing when, when you've got a new thing it's, to post? Or how does, how does it work? It's a, every three days we put out a new poem. Oh, wow. That's, so a, that's every, a rigorous, every three days we post a new one, yeah. Rigorous schedule. Cool. Well, I'm glad that's going well. Keep it up. Um, there, there, there can't be too much poetry uh, and poetry publications and sharing of poetry in the world, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, so well done. Keep it up. All right, Randall. Well, um, uh, thank you for calling in. Um, I and, and representing the uh, the Midwest for us today, and uh, and I'll I'll talk with you again. I hope. Yep, definitely. Good talk to you, Rick. All right, you too. That was uh, Randall Berg calling from uh, Southeast. Missouri, um, and uh, a repeat offender here on Poach Superhighway. He runs Sparks of Calliope, as I mentioned. Um, I just posted a link to that. They post a poem every three days, which is a lot. So it uh, sounds like there's plenty of opportunity at Sparks of Calliope, especially the way he described it. Just, you know, they take a look at, at everything. Though he gave a really good get, uh, a piece of advice there, which um, which I think you should anyone should uh, uh, keep in mind when you um, are uh, considering submitting to a place, and that is um, you should read the publication before you submit to it um, and uh, and see if what they publish is kind of up up there up up the alley of what you write i'm I'm wording that wrong. See if what you write is up the alley of what you see them publishing. You know what I'm saying uh, it's uh, you're probably a step closer to getting something accepted and, and, and getting one more acceptance than, than one than one more rejection if you do just a little bit of looking um, at uh, where it is that you're sending your stuff off. Um, so there you go. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at the half-hour mark of the show. I've got a new spoken word track. This particular one is by Colin Dardis. He's a poet from Belfast, Northern Ireland. This is his track uh, for the poem Vacancy of Days. I perhaps have taken on too many words, but within this vacancy of days, what else do I have at my disposal to quell the hunger of time? I count the books like pockmarks on the face of the year, freckled chapters, poems hidden in a cluster of moles, biographies bleeding from the razor necks. The television holds unclogged mockery, tempting me with reprieve from the silence. For me, silence was a viable entity. I could shoot it down to sleep with my pen. Short and sweet, or at least short and ambient, uh, I guess might be the way to describe that particular piece. Uh, Colin sent in a few um, uh, pieces for you to 
uh, for me to, to listen to to consider playing on the show. That's the one I picked, but they all have at least the three that, that I was sent to have a similar kind of ambient uh, 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 atmospheric sound to them with Colin's voice over the music. Um, I posted a few links in the in the uh, in the post uh, under this event in the Facebook group, you can check out. Um, one is to Colin's website, which is colindartispoet.co.uk. The other is to the Bandcamp um, uh, album, which includes all of the tracks that he's produced on on a spoken word album called. I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this right, but Kachexia Two Omnivorous EP. It's a free download. There are um, I'm going to click on it so I could give you an accurate uh, count here. But it looks like, okay. There are seven uh, uh, spoken word tracks on here. It's a free album. You're just giving the giving it away. So if you want to hear seven spoken word tracks from Colin Dardis, click on that link in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, on Facebook under the the post for for this event. Um, I think you can just get to his main Bandcamp page by going to Dardis D A R D I S dot Bandcamp dot com um and you can in fact i just tried that and you can see all kinds of things that he's posted there um uh in different tracks um and 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 links to this this album as well the track we played was uh, vacancy of days um as i mentioned colin is a poet from belfast northern ireland um he says that he dabbles in addition to being a poet he dabbles with ambient sound art and uh, last October, on his 40th birthday, he released a mini album of seven poems called Cachexia II Omnivorous. That's the album that we just played. Uh, the word Cachexia, uh, there's sort of a pronunciation guide which I can't quite read, so I'm going to no longer try to pronounce it. But it defines it as a noun, a weakness and wasting of the body due to severe chronic illness. So that's what you're uh, in store for if you, if you click on the link there. Um, Colin, uh, uh, being a, a poet from Belfast, Northern Ireland, also is involved with poetry in Northern Ireland. And one of the links that he sent us as part of his email signature is, is to a website called Poetry Northern Ireland, um, poetryni.com. I also posted that link on the Facebook page as well. And uh, so if, you, if you're thinking that you might be in Ireland um, and in Northern Ireland and want to see what's going on there in poetry, um, well, that's probably uh, the first place you should check out, poetryni.com. Thank you so much, Colin, for sending us that spoken word track. Now, um, if you would like to send in a spoken word track for us to consider, please do. Uh, this is how you do it. Um, put your track together in an MP3 format. That's the only format I take. Please make sure you convert it to MP3. Don't send a link to something else anywhere on the site because I'm just going to write you back and say, can you please send me the MP3 um, and uh, uh, get, tell me a little information about it, who you are, what the track's about, etc. If there's anyone playing on it besides uh, uh, besides you, let us know who those people are so we can appropriately credit it. And um, I will listen to it and consider playing it uh, on a future edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. We play um, at least one spoken word track per show, and when we play the new one, it's always right about at the half-hour mark. Quick word on what we mean by spoken word 
track. Uh, forgive me if you've listened to the show before. I say this almost every time, uh, but just so you know what we're talking about here. Uh, um, not just a straight reading, not just a recording of you reading your poem, period. That's something you can do just by calling in and uh, and talking to me and reading your poem. Uh, the track, the spoken word track for, for our purposes is something where you've added other sounds to it. It could be uh, like an ambient sound, uh, like like we heard under Colin's track. It could be music. It could be live musicians. Could be pre-recorded things. Whatever. Um, and the other thing that we'll consider is if it's a recording of you reading a poem uh, in front of an audience, where uh, the reaction of the audience, perhaps an introduction to you, um, are all part of uh, extra sound elements that that make it more than uh, than just a straight reading of the poem, which you could do by calling in. So do that uh, and email me your MP3 track or tracks. If you want to send more than one, that's cool too, to rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. We'll take a listen. We'll consider playing it on a future edition of the show. All right, we've got about 23 minutes left in today's show. Uh, the number for you to call in and read a poem in our open reading is area code 646 716-7362. I've got two callers on the line. I'm sure we'll get to both of you, um, but we've got time for other folks to call in as well if if you'd like to, 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 978 area code. Hello. Hey, Rick. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. Who's this? This is Paul Richmond. Paul. Oh, wow. Remember we met in Austin, but I'm in Massachusetts. Yeah, I remember. Um, I specifically remember you not being from Austin. That's right. <laughs> you and I were both there, uh, featuring, having a good time. It was a, a great festival. I I loved it. I um, I had a great time in Austin, and one of the highlights was was meeting you and hearing you read and and learning about the festival that you run in in Massachusetts. And I'm super excited that you called in today. Yes, I have a, uh, my festival is into its 11th year. Uh, it's in October. It will be October uh, probably the third weekend, 15th, 16th, and 17th. Sometimes it's four days. Sometimes it's more if they want to hit uh, Human Error Publishing. That's Human Error, E-R-R-O-R, publishing.com. That will take them to a whole bunch of links uh, to my other sites and uh, some of my uh, YouTube channel and the uh, spoken word stuff that I have there with a band that I do called uh, Do It Now. Cool. Yeah, I, you, as as you should. I, I um, I'm uh, I, I've been watching a lot of this stuff on the internet, and so I would encourage anyone listening to to check it out to go to Human Error Publishing because it's it's good stuff that you're putting out there. It's entertaining. It's it's accessible. It's fun, um, and it's it's unique. In particular, your collaborations with uh, with with musicians and such. It's 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 a hoot, as it Thanks. were. Thanks, I appreciate that. I, I've been appreciating your little, uh, uh, what you would call them, uh, comic relief photos with little commentaries on them. Well, it keeps me off the streets at least for five minutes a day, <laughs> uh, posting those. So, uh, so you got to keep out of trouble, I guess. For at least for those few minutes, I do. That's um, right. So what do you got? What do you got for us today? You got a poem? Yeah, let me read, read a quick poem so you can get some other folks in there. I just wanted to say hello and uh, great for doing this. Uh, this quick one is called how much how much do you want for that i mean the earth isn't for sale come on i'll give you some beads and shells at 25 dollars, i was told it was a bargain 
At $100, I was told I was lucky because most people paid 200 At $500, I was told it was a steal. At an auction, I bid $2,000, and I celebrated the victory. At $500,000, I was told I should appreciate the quality. At $1 million, I was told I had good taste. At $100 million, I was told I had privilege. At a billion dollars, I was told I had power. At a trillion dollars, I watched it burn. At a trillion dollars, I watched it burn. When the smoke cleared, it wasn't worth anything to anyone. I knew it from the beginning. There is no dollar amount. Question is, is why did I play along? Hmm. That's a good one, Paul. What, what's the name of the What's the name of the festival that you that you run? Uh, name of the festival is the uh, Great Falls Word Festival because I moved to another town with this dam and bridge. It's called the Great Falls uh, Word Festival. Uh, usually, there's over 170 writers, uh, national, international. Uh, usually, four days. Um, a lot of stuff during the day, but a lot of stuff. Uh, n- a number of night shows. I used to try to have a couple different venues, but now I'm in the Shea Theater, which is a 300-seat theater, and we have everything in that building, and I can actually have a couple of venues in that building between the lobbies and the theater and everything, so it's pretty cool. That's great, and so I uh, I just posted a link to it, but uh, for anyone who wants to check it out, it's gawfest.org. Um, and uh, that sounds that's amazing. The old, that's the one that's called the Greenfield Annual Festival. That was the one I had in Greenfield. That will get you to the the other one. Um, I, I think the other site is probably off my Human Air Publishing one, and that, you know, like I said, it's called the Great Falls Word Festival now. Uh, and for seven years, I was in the town of Greenfield, and so that's what the uh, uh, G, you know that the other uh, site you did. But that's okay because a lot of people were at that one, and they keep going to that link, so I zoom them over to the other one. Okay, well, thanks for clarifying. Thanks for clarifying that. I don't want to send people to the wrong place and have them no, show up in the wrong, ta- there, wrong town. Yeah. God knows you don't well, want to show up in the wrong uh, meet town. Up with I'll Paul. try to call in again, and uh, thanks for doing this. My pleasure, Paul. Good to hear your voice uh, again. We'll always have Austin. Okay, good. Take care, <laughs> All right, my take friend. It e- you too. This is Paul Richmond uh, calling from Massachusetts, uh, someone who I was lucky enough to meet. Um, when I participated in the Austin International Poetry Festival two years ago or so, I think. Maybe it was three years ago I th- at this point. It's hard to know. The time years go by. It's hard to remember all of these things. But uh, it was it was a special festival, I say. There's, a lot, there's all kinds of places that you can go and participate in poetry, whether it's local readings in your town, uh, whether it's major convention-like festivals like uh, like OP. Uh, but this one just, it, there was a certain egalitarianism to it uh, in that that going to this festival, there was plenty of opportunity for every single person who went to share their poems with other people uh, um, uh, over the course of many days, many times a day, at many different venues all over Austin. Um, in addition to their being uh, featured and invited poets, um, an anthology poet, uh, published uh, uh, participating poets, and all kinds of things like that is run by nice people, and um, it's well worth checking out. If you're looking for um, a really ac- accessible um, poetry festival to check out, I, I highly recommend the Austin International Poetry 
festival, which um, you can check out at AIPF.org. And then, of course, Paul runs a festival um, called, uh, I'm going to get it right this time, uh, uh, called the Great Falls World Festival, which you can check out at greatfallsworldfestival.com. In case you're in the north uh, northeast of the country, that's that's uh, that's a good one to check out. Paul does interesting things that are worth checking out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 205 area code. Hi. Hello, Rick. This is Michael. How are you doing? I'm good, Michael. How are you? Michael from uh, Birmingham, well, Alabama. Right, Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm glad I got in today because it's the February show, the Valentine's edition. And sure, it was a couple of days. I don't know, see, Valentine's was a Friday, and I think Sunday I realized, oh, I haven't given much thought to weathering heights. I usually get some special focus to weathering heights most Valentine's, so I don't know, maybe it's my age. So I started pulling up some um, references to weather and heights, Kate Bush, the song, and people have put uh, uh, videos to that song. Uh, and also, uh, someone has done a video to REMs at my most beautiful using clips from the two th- 2009 Weathering Heights. But anyway, so on with the poem uh, Weathering Heights about Heathcliff, Weathering Heights about Kathy. Weathering Heights, about Heathcliff and Kathy, beyond the book, the heights, beyond the weathering, heaven, the haven of the humane. There's a lot of uh, clever use of language in that piece. Michael, I enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, it occurred to me today, well, I once again, it occurred to me today. You know, some people who say weather and heights, a lot of people think Heathcliff. And some people think Kathy. But actually, beautifully, blue and red, purple, it's about, it becomes purple because the two blend. And um, it becomes about both of them. And uh, then they one goes to heaven before the other one. The other one, and Heathcliff eventually leaves this world I think he comes to realize the only way he can be asked to be with Kathy now is nothing in this world, but by leaving this world. I think we saw that in Romeo and Juliet, that, that each one of them helped them out of this world. But anyway, I'd be getting long-winded, and I'd be speaking prose, not poetry. So I'm glad I got to call in today. I'm glad I got to make this little Weathering Heights point part of today's show. And uh, March will be springtime when we talk again, correct? Yes, uh, I I think so. It, the next show is March twenty second. Um, has will will spring have officially started by then? Uh, I really I think that... so. I haven't looked at the calendar, but if it hasn't already, it might be on that very day. It usually falls somewhere around the twentieth, twenty first, twenty second. St. Patrick's will have already occurred, and so um, maybe I'll have something Irish. Maybe I'll read. I... Some, maybe I'll, I'll read some William Butler Yeats. Oh, please do. That that would be great. I And you definitely should wear green for the show. Uh, people will be able to tell uh, when, they, <laughs> when they listen to you read. Um, 
Uh, I'm excited about St. Patrick's Day. I, I enjoy uh, 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 expressing some solidarity with the Irish, at least in terms of the food and beverages I choose to drink on that day. Um, of course, it's well, I, just, disco- I yeah. just discovered that this evening for supper, I just discovered I'm going to be having lamb stew for supper, and I'm not making it. I just an opportunity has invited itself to me, and so uh, and I always think of lamb stew as Irish. <laughs> so I guess we're already what is there must be a word for it. we're already it's February, but we're already talking about March and St. Patrick's and green. And before I spoke with you about five minutes before I spoke with you, I discovered that I'm having a lamb stew for supper. So I'm looking forward to it. And you may have another caller or two that wants to get in before the program's over with. Let's find out. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for calling in and uh, I hope you enjoy your meal and, uh, and we'll talk with you again next time. Uh, Sure. Bon appetit. (laughs) <laughs> to, to use, it's a little early for that for me, but uh, for you, go go for it. And uh, there on the uh, East Coast, Michael's about to have a lamb stew for dinner uh, in preparation for St. Patrick's Day, which is of course next month. Uh, thanks for calling in, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, and sharing your uh, Weathering Heights inspired poem for us today, and applying a uh, Valentine's Day theme uh, to our show as well. Who says holidays can't go on long after the day they actually occurred? Um, All right. If you'd like to call in, the number is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 510 area code. Hi. Is that Rick Lupert? I believe it is, yes. Yeah. Hey, it's Clyde Always from up in San Francisco. How are you doing? Hey, Clyde. I'm great. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, it's good to hear you too. Should I say it's always good to hear your voice? <laughs> I'm, oh, I know yeah. I'm, doing, there we go. I'm the first person who's ever said anything like that to you, so I'd, I would just like to take the credit for that now. Hey, that's cool. We'll chalk it up. One for Rick. <laughs> how's uh, how's things down in L.A.? Uh, things are good, uh, uh, busy, uh, colder than I personally would prefer it to be um, because I'm a temperature wimp. Uh, poetry yeah. stuff is going going well here. Um, and, uh, and we're all good. We're all good. Are you still running that reading? Um, on on uh, in the hate. Yep, it's Cafe International, uh, five hundred eight hate, right at the corner of Fillmore every Friday night. Cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. that's, that's that's longevity for you. Well, yeah, doing it up. Um, can I recite you a poem and uh, and take off? Please. All right, I got a uh, I got a narrative poem for all the uh, for all the dog lovers listening. It's entitled "The Fetchinest Dog in the West." On a sparkling Saturday morning, it was at the park in the town by the bay. That's where hundreds of hipsters and hounds were abuzz, saying shocks. What a fetcherous day. It was fetch they were playing, but not to the care as they lazily shuffled their paws. Any frisbee that flew would fall out of the air and would dangle from slobbering jaws. Oh, but the wind seemed to shift when two strangers appeared and the crowd went abruptly alert with this deafening silence, a path then they cleared, making way for Georgina and Gert. Now, Georgina, the human, a gambling gal, she extracted a wad from her vest. Fifty bucks, says, she uttered, while stroking her pal. 
skirts the fetchinest betch in the West. Such a roarious laughter went all through the park. Every collie retriever in pit. Plus, their masters were snickering. Some heard the bark. Oh, that squirt probably couldn't fetch shit. But Georgina, she didn't back down on her bet, which some challengers offered to call. But they barely had time to say ready or set before. <laughs> Gertie was back with the ball. All right. Double or nothing, the challengers cried as they added more bread to the pot. Betcha Pooch couldn't wrangle one hard as she tried if it out of a cannon was shot. So they wheeled out a big iron gun to the grass and then covered their ears to the sound. And kaboom with the cannon. And Gertie hauled ass and she fetched up that 20-pound round. Now... Georgina, she didn't get cocky or brash when that cannonball fell at her feet. She just humbly reached out to scoop up her cash after tossing old Gertie a treat. But then came a wager too rich to believe from this billionaire scientist guy. He insisted that Gertie could never retrieve a big rocket from out of the sky. But Georgina defiantly told him, you're on. Little Gertie had started to drool. As the launch pad was swiftly prepared on the lawn and the spacecraft was loaded with fuel, all the crowd counted down as the ground seemed to shake and they docked with their peepers agog. When that rocket took flight but they're right in its wake, rose that fetching, indomitable dogs, crappy Gertie, she chased clear over the sun. In a minute, they'd flown out of sight. And the scientist started to brag that he'd won after waiting two days and a night. But Georgina just scowled and smirked at this crook. It was bold how she deigned not to speak, as she'd secretly started to feel a bit shook after waiting the rest of the week. But then suddenly rang out this howl and gale to the cheers of the folks underneath. There was Gertie descending and wagging her tail with that rocket crushed up in her teeth. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fantastic, Clyde. Uh, that's uh, that was a uh, that was like six hoots and a half uh, to listen to. I'd have to say. Well, thanks. Um, I would imagine. I'm just. I had this vision of you're, you're probably in a in a room somewhere with you know by yourself. But I just imagine like you on a cell phone, oh. like walking down a street in San Francisco, having called in, reading that poem, and people just. Wondering what the hell's going on, Becca? You know, but uh, pretty, uh, but pretty close. Actually, to be uh, to be perfectly honest, you know, reading poetry it, it is my main vocation. But I've got a, a lucrative hobby of of waiting tables on the weekends. And I had just finished up my brunch shift, and I went in the back hallway, which serves as our break room. And as I was in the throes of that recitation, did some of my coworkers come back squawking, and I gave them the uh, you know the uh, the shush shush. Uh, gesture. So if you heard any background noise, sorry about that. But anyway, that that's was a, uh, that was my. Uh huh. Oh, no, that's okay. I um, well, I it was great to hear it, and um, good to hear your voice. And yeah. I'm glad your your Friday weekly uh, reading is still happening. It's an open mic, right? Anyone can come and do do anything at it, right? All are welcome. Seven o'clock. And uh, Fantastic. If, if anybody's listening, they want to hear more. Just go to ClydeAlways.com. Cool. I just posted a link to that in the in the Facebook uh, uh, post uh, promoting this event, so people can click on that, or just go right to ClydeAlways.com, and and you, you can get all the Clyde you need. Fantastic. Thanks again, Rick. Uh, have a good day. Okay. Nope. You too. Take it easy. All right. That was Clyde Always from uh, San Francisco. 
calling. I got a caller from, let's see, 714 on the air right now. I've just got a few minutes left. So do you, who's, who am I talking to, 714? Oh, hi, my name's Boo. I was just listening. I didn't know you were almost over, but I was just checking out your show. Cool. Well, you called in, though, so did that mean that you wanted to read something? I mean, um, well, I wasn't sure what your topic was or if you had time. Otherwise, I can do it another time. I just thought I'd give it a shot. The topic is poetry. And if you have a poem that's not too long, I'd love to hear it. Okay. I was any poem? I've got a lot. Okay. If you you have time, I don't mean to be a pest. I'll grab a brevity. Okay. I don't want to speak anything not appropriate. So, um... I'm going to pull one up right now. Um, Tell me your name I'm again. Sorry, I thought you had like another hour on your show. I don't mean to call and be it's, rude. And <laughs> I just liked um, the guy you were talking before that. I thought he was interesting. So, um, okay. Uh, uh, I guess I can read this one. It's okay with you. It's not very long. Go for it. Okay. I think it like probably one of the shorter ones I have. But anyway, this one is called um, Wonderlust. Fond memories like stardust written across lonely skies. She's full of good intentions, wild smile and childlike eyes. Blinded by ultraviolet, its deep hurt can't be seen. Temperature rises, turning water into steam. Innocent stars dwindle amongst glorious galaxies. Lord, why did you take the love of my life from me? The metaphorical jackpot uh, through unlucky gal a bone, little did I know that uh, little did I know that soon Prince Charming would be gone. And Paul. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Um, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Uh, tell me your name again. My name is Bill. Um, Boo. Um, I love poetry. We have a poetry group as well on the website, and uh, so what I've been doing is like listening to other shows, just to get familiar with other shows and see what other people are doing and that, you know, just kind of randomly. And it's been an experiment that I've been doing and then it's had a lot of fun discovering new shows and new people. So um, I told myself I'd put myself out there to do that. So that's what I've been trying that, to do. I don't, that's so cool. What, what city are you calling from? Um, well, I live in Los Angeles, but we have a program also on Blog Talk Radio. We're a poetry group on allpoetry.com. So, oh, okay. Um, so I've been, cool. Well, know, I I don't mean to, 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 to cut you short, Boo. Uh, I don't mean to cut yeah, you no short, problem. but I, I've only got about ninety seconds left in the show, so I got to close up. But I'm I'm super happy to have heard your poem, and I and I and I hope to, uh, that you uh, call in again earlier, so I have a more chance to talk with you and get get to know more about yeah. the show that you're doing, and we can share that info. Yeah. And um and and thank you so much for calling. Call in again, okay? Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Yes, no problem. Take care. Right. Take care. It was, uh, Boo, I think, was what she said. Her name is a little distorted. Forgive me if I got that wrong. Calling from uh, right here in Southern California, Los Angeles. Uh, thanks for calling in and being the last person on the air today. Um, I want to thank uh, Emily from Fargo, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, um, uh, Hanuk from Elkins Park, Pennsylvania, Randall from uh, Southeast Missouri, Paul from Massachusetts, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, Clyde always from San Francisco, and again, Boo from Los Angeles. I heard Boo, I, and it just sounds like that I got that wrong, though. I don't know. Um, our next show is uh, March 22nd, Sunday, March 22nd, 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific. 
But don't forget, you have until this Saturday at, uh, uh, at the end of the day to join in the Great Poetry Exchange. That's where you send a book, or you promise to send a book, and in exchange you will receive a book in the mail. Uh, sign up by Saturday on the website at PoetrySuperHighway.com, and I will, uh, at the end, on, the, on March 1st, I will send you an email on where to send your book. All the info is on our website, PoetrySuperHighway.com slash PSH. The project is called Great Poetry Exchange. Thanks, everyone, for making us uh, making a great show today and really filling out the time with poetry. Have a great rest of your day.